Welcome to the second episode of the Mount Olive Podcast. My name is Drew Brewer. I'm the worship pastor here at Mount Olive. I'm here again with our senior pastor, Tim Brewer. Um, and again, just as a reminder, um, we've only done one of these before, so I want to remind you guys that the goal of this podcast is to inform, encourage, and equip in the life of the church. So today we're going to be talking about something pretty exciting, something that we take um, very seriously here at Mount Olive, and that is the discipleship process and what that looks like um, in the mission of the church. We're going to go ahead and get started. So I would start off by asking you, what does that look like here at Mount Olive? Uh, well, I think before we get into the specifics of what it looks like actually here at Mount Olive, just talking about the importance of the mission, whether it's Mount Olive Baptist Church or any other Bible-believing church, we basically all have the same mission. It, it's nothing new. It's nothing that we haven't heard before. While at the same time, when you ask people what the mission of the church is, sometimes you might get varied answers. You, you might get things like uh, helping those in need, uh, to love those in your area that maybe are feeling unloved, to encourage one another in, in multiple ways. Uh, or, or maybe just as generic as saying the purpose of the church is to make the world a better place. And and I'm not disagreeing with any of those things that I just mentioned. Uh, I think if the church, when as the church carries out a mission, the byproduct are many, if not all of those things. But I would say that none of those things are the primary mission of the church. Uh, obviously, we can go back to Scripture and identify what the mission is. You're probably familiar with what we call the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Some of Jesus' final words before he ascends back to the Father in heaven. When you read in verse 18 of Matthew 28, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age." that that is the primary mission of any Bible-believing church that, that we need to focus on. So let's just say um, I'm a new Christian, or maybe I've been coming to Mount Olive and I've become a Christian um, during my time at Mount Olive. <clears throat> I walk through the door. What is that going to look like for me specifically? Um, what is going to be the process that Mount Olive is going to try and put me through, um, encourage me to participate in? Um, that would ultimately make me a disciple of Jesus. Okay, so we'll kind of walk through what what we say the ideal situation is going to be, what our strategy is, what what our our plan is. First of all, when somebody is considering becoming part of the church, uh, wanting to grow in their Christian life, and so on, obviously the first thing we need to identify is has a person truly committed their life to Christ? Do they understand what biblical salvation is? Uh, more than just asking Jesus in your heart, it's understanding of who Jesus is, Jesus' substitutionary death on the cross because of our sin, understanding what sin is, and, and and pledging our loyalty, having understood what Jesus has done for us, then committing our lives to, to follow Him. Then after an understanding of that, Scripture teaches us that actually the first step of obedience then is is baptism. That's a decision to go public with the commitment we've made to Christ. And so we want to demonstrate that through baptism, which shows the the doing away the old life and and raised to live a new life in Christ. And that's a picture of what occurs at baptism. And then following that, we talk about the importance of membership into the local church. 
uh, because Scripture teaches that the local church is vitally important to carry out the mission that Jesus has given us. And so we covenant together as a church family in a local area to seek to spread the gospel and to spread the teaching of Christ and live out the Christian life as a church family. And I think we obviously all agree on those things. But one of the things that, that I wanted to emphasize is a church, just like any organization that's trying to accomplish something of, of great importance, has to have a plan in place to accomplish their goal. Um, it doesn't just happen. We can say, we can look at Matthew 28 and say, okay, we're supposed to be making disciples of all nations. Okay, that that's great. And we agree with that. But if there's not some type of plan put in place, and and some of it, even my personality, I I like to have a plan. I like to know um, where we're going, how we're going to get there, and and be able to answer some some questions. But I think that's something that that everybody has to consider. That you have to have a a plan in place to accomplish something of significance. It's just like if you're going to build a house, if you don't have a blueprint, a detailed plan, things can and probably will go drastically wrong. Uh, now, I am absolutely by no means a carpenter, and anybody listening to this knows me would say a hearty amen to that. Uh, so I, I don't claim to have great carpentry skills at all. I remember one time several years ago, uh, we had decided to get some chickens at our house. We wanted to, for whatever reason, wanted to raise some chickens. And so to go with that, we needed to build a chicken coop, just a, a place of safety and shelter for the chickens. And so I thought, okay, how big of a deal can that be? I mean, it's just putting together a, a little house for the chickens. So I went and got uh, some posts to set as corner posts. I thought, I'm just going to eyeball this thing and uh, put these posts in the ground and then nail some more wood to the post. And then voila, we will have a chicken coop. Well, to make a long, sad story short, uh, as I got the corner post set and I didn't measure anything, uh, just, you know, again, just just eyeball it and make it happen. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, there was a lot of wasted wood and wasted time and wasted energy, and the chickens had nowhere to roost. And, and kind of comically, in a way, when I think back at that, I'm reminded of something that, that Jesus was talking about in one of his teachings where he was talking about the importance of a person and and how he cares for people and and he uses a sparrow as an illustration and he, and he's talking about his followers and aren't you of much greater value than a sparrow obviously the answer to the question is yes and i would say is the church not greater of greater value than a chicken as as far as having a mission in place um, and, and so what we want to do is make sure that we have a strategy, a blueprint in place and how to help develop people in their Christian life and in and through the church. Right. And so you would probably say, and a lot of people listening to this might be thinking, this necessarily isn't something new. I mean, this is something that um, we see in Scripture, and Jesus has kind of given us a plan for this in the Bible, right? Yeah, I'd say he has. <clears throat> He's given us everything we need to be able to live out the Christian life and, and to grow the church, as he's commissioned us to do. 
I don't know that I would say that he spit it out step one, step two, step three, uh, exactly like that. And sometimes, a lot of times, that's how I'd like to have things. But but by looking at Jesus' ministry uh, through the Gospels and, and also Paul's ministries to the churches that he planted and encouraged and, and wrote letters to, I think there's some things that we can, obviously some great things that we can glean from those ministries that then what we have to do then is figure out how they fit in our local church and how we're going to carry those out as a local church, how we're going to develop a plan around the principles that Jesus gave us in the Gospels and Paul and Peter and other writers gave us in the New Testament in order to build a healthy New Testament church. Okay, so lay out some alliteration for us. If you know him, you know he's all about alliteration, um, acronyms, organization in general. So so lay that out for us. Show us specifically those steps that we have in place here at Mount Olive. Okay, uh, here's some steps that, that we've put in place. And obviously, I didn't come up with all this uh, on my own. I mean, looking at the Gospels, looking at Paul, listening to Peter, uh, New Testament, and, and as well as I've read a lot of authors dealing with discipleship and just trying to get some ideas about then how we could formulate that to work most effectively here at Mount Olive and, and any church can do likewise. Uh, everybody from uh, Mark Dever to Rick Warren to John MacArthur to Robbie Gallaty to Robert Coleman, uh, just a, a lot of different guys who've written on discipleship in the local church. And so so studying and, and thinking through these things and talking to other pastors and over the years trying to develop a strategy for Mount Olive. So, so this is what it looks like at Mount Olive, that we try to run on these rails. Uh, this is the ideal situation um, that helps us to put this plan in place, and then we encourage each person to go through this process. And it starts with membership. It's going to go membership, maturity, ministry, and multiplication. Uh, those are the four M's that, that we use. Uh, membership consists of talking about membership in a God's family. Uh, I talked about that a little bit earlier in making sure that when somebody wants to become part of a local church that they've committed their life to Christ. So this membership in God's family and the church family. So we talk about salvation. We talk about the assurance of salvation. And then we, uh, we lay out the expectations of then what it looks like to be involved in a local church family the expectations that are placed on the individual and then the expectations the individual can have on the church so that they understand true biblical membership into the local church because I, I believe that's something that uh, Paul stressed in his letters to the church, that there was membership because he would talk about the people within the church, people without, outside the church, and so on. So there is a, a covenant membership. And, and we do ask people to... Uh, look through our doctrinal beliefs and, and how the church is set up and established and the mission and so on, and uh, ask them to agree to covenant together uh, with the understanding of what the expectations are. So going on from there, uh, that's, that's the beginning point. And then from membership to maturity, and that means growing in our spiritual lives, growing in spiritual disciplines. Uh, we teach on things such as prayer, Bible study, fellowship, and just getting involved in the church. Because maturity isn't something that's going to happen auto automatically. It's something that takes an intentionality. And, and so we encourage people to get involved in different areas where, where these things are going to take place. We, we teach a, a class, seminar type thing on maturity on each one of these. We have a, a membership 
seminar, a maturity seminar, a ministry seminar, a multiplication seminar that we encourage people to go through. And so there's the maturity again that's going to teach on Bible study, prayer, fellowship, those basic habits or disciplines that we want to put in place. From there, we go to ministry. I mentioned this a little bit in the last podcast. Uh, ministry is identifying your giftedness, your abilities, your passions, uh, how God's wired you, and how you can be plugged into the local church uh, for the edification of other people. And getting involved in ministry is good all the way around because when we are investing ourselves in others, we find satisfaction, joy in that, and as well, we benefit those that we're investing in. So we help people identify how God's gifted them, how God's put them together, and how they can be plugged into the local church. So they commit to membership, they're growing in their maturity, they're getting involved in ministry. And then another challenge, last challenge in this set is multiplication, how to build mentoring relationships with others. Having learned what I've learned and experienced what I've experienced in my Christian life, we say, okay, now don't hold that to yourself. Now invest that in other people and so that other people can begin this process of growth as well. So looking at all this, we basically just need some rails to run on in order to stay on track to accomplish uh, the mission that Jesus has given us. And so this is how we've done it at Mount Olive. But again, the principles and truths are timeless. Uh, They're universal for any church. It just means we have to sit down and think about what is our mission, this being our mission, then what is our strategy on how we put this in place, and then how do we implement it, and then evaluate how it's going in the discipleship process of the church. It's not going to just happen. So that's that, That's kind of the, the strategy that we've come up with and that we're excited to be implementing. Now, the way that uh, ended last podcast, I want to end this podcast as well. I want to give something away. Uh, congrats, congratulations go out to Miss Sue Clark, who won uh, the gift card to the local restaurant uh, last time. Uh, had a few other people that uh, chimed in, but just didn't beat Sue to the punch there getting the email in. And again, our email address is mountolivepodcast at gmail.com. That's M-T-O-L-I-V-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, how you can be in touch with us with comments or questions or maybe some topics that you'd like to hear us address. Um, But for today, we'll give away a Sonic gift card to the first one that answers this question and emails it in to mountolivepodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's a gift card to Sonic. Uh, I I like, uh, check out their uh, Blackberry Mango Water. Uh, that's, that's, that's an interesting flavor. Uh, when we go over there, it's always just kind of a, <clears throat> uh, a mixing together of flavors that you, you might want to check out at Sonic. I don't know. Do you have a favorite drink at Sonic? Vanilla Dr. Pepper Easy Ice. Easy Ice. Definitely. Uh, they are good about catering to how much ice you want. You yes. want a lot of ice, a little bit of ice. It took me forever to figure out how to do that on the app, but you can do it. Um, if you would like help with that, you can ask that to our email as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we, we enjoy Sonic, especially all the variety of drinks they have. So you have the opportunity to go there and get something free. Uh, so, But here, here's the question. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, who we know, 
Oh, by the way, the answer to the last question from last time, when I asked who wrote more than the New Testament, anybody else? Uh, a lot of a lot of times people throw Paul out there, and that was actually some people's answer. Uh, Paul wrote the most in the number of letters in the New Testament, but as far as wording, <clears throat> the amount of words spoken, it was Luke. Because when you combine the Gospel of Luke and Acts that he wrote, uh, put that together word-wise, it's more than any other uh, author of the New Testament. But as far as the most letters written, <clears throat> that was Paul. And so when you look at Paul's letters, here's the question for you. From where did the Apostle Paul write most of his letters? Now, we know that he traveled a lot of places. Rome, Corinth, Ephesus, Philippi, uh, the, the area of Galatia, all, all kinds of places. But from where did he write most of his letters? That's the question. So email that in to mountoutlivepodcast at gmail.com, and you're the, if you're the first one to get the right answer, then I'm going to send you a Sonic gift card, and you can go check out that vanilla Dr. Pepper Easy Eyes or uh, blackberry mango or, or whatever you want. But I uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. hope it's been informing, encouraging, and equipping to you, and we look forward to getting back together again soon. So for more information pertaining uh, to this podcast, uh, simply, again, email us, malolive at gmail.com, or you can also uh, email us at, at malolive at malolivebc at windstream.net, or check out our Facebook page or website, malolive.com is our website. So lots of avenues to communicate to us. So until next time, uh, God bless you, and uh, good luck on answering the trivia question.